It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Timeless Truths. Marion Gramlich is a good friend of mine, and her experiences are drawn from her 35-plus year career in advertising and mass communication and growing up near a rural town of less than 1,000 people. Marion's company, Make Your Message Right, that's R-I-G-H-T, L-L-C, focuses on the core values of respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. Her book, Gazillion Gifts of Gratitude, shares 20 unique experiences of how people experience gratitude and is available on Amazon. Marion is writing and illustrating a children's book, Me Try, Chef Quinn Breaks an Egg, and I want to hear more about that. She is also a certified world-class speaking coach, And in 2016, she served as the district director, District 24, of Toastmasters International, an organization focused on building leadership skills. She also trained Toastmasters clubs on the new educational system online in 2018 in Africa and Asia. To learn more about the five core values of being right, you can find her podcast, Make Your Message Right, wherever you get podcasts. To contact Marion, go to her website, makeyourmessageright.com. And with that, I welcome you, Marion. Welcome to Timeless Truths. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here because I know we've had wonderful conversations in the past. We have, and we have so much in common, and, and that's values. We both Value values and yeah. and, and our podcasts are are very much both centered on on all of that. Is there anything you'd like to explain about yourself that I didn't cover in the introduction first? Well, I think you covered basically all of it, and really, my start in feeling the need to talk about being right with respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation really began when I first started. In Toastmasters, of all things, I started in it almost as a joke because I was just bored at my computer and I needed something to do to just allow me to have that energy to give back. When I started, one of the first presentations I gave in the club was on bully awareness. And I had so much fun with that. And one of the things when I went to speak, to a, it was actually my first paid speaking gig, was I spoke to high schoolers at a district conference. And it was all high schoolers on leadership. That was their focus. And my presentation they asked me to speak about was bully awareness. And I gave the kids all these wonderful stats. And then I saw the eyes start to glaze over like, oh, really? At the very end, then, I just stopped and I thought, I've got to get these kids engaged. So I asked them three questions. And the first question I asked them was to please close their eyes and then raise their hand if they'd ever been bullied. 
And I was amazed out of this group of 20 to 30 kids that 75% raised their hands that they had actually been bullied. Now, this is all from schools, very similar to how I grew up in the rural area of Nebraska. I told the kids, thank you, put your hands down, but keep those eyes closed because I didn't want anybody peeking around and, and tattling on somebody else. He said, now, if you would keep your eyes closed, raise your hand if you have been the bully. And oh. 25% of those kids raised their hands, which really stunned me because I thought, oh, it's just going to be a small group. But 25% of that group is a fair, fairly large number. It is. I think the kids, and then I said, put your hands down, but keep those eyes closed. And after all the hands were down, I told them to please open up their eyes. And they were looking around and I said, okay, many of you have been bullied. Many of you have been the bully. But let me ask you a different question. How does it make you feel if you can help somebody else? Maybe it's help a child learn how to tie a shoe. Maybe it's helping someone who's height challenged like me, I'm very short, reach up in the top shelf and get something at the grocery store. And one little girl's hand shot up so fast and said, it makes me feel great. That to me was the start of feeling gratitude. She found something in her heart to feel grateful for and was willing to give back. And that pretty much started my journey on the respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. But it took several years for me to really formalize it because I only started my company this past year in the January 2023. So it's taken a bit. But it's when you go back on all these stories, your experiences throughout life. Now, at that time, that was about 12 years ago. But then I go back even further. And Chris, I'm sure that you go back even further in your life where you remember those moments where it's like, wow, I I really have something to be grateful for. I and do. Just, and that was, that was so brilliant that you asked them that question. And it, well, it was really eye-opening for me. And I, when I asked the person that hired me for the conference, I said, how did it go? Because I, I didn't even think being my first gig to give a questionnaire what was your takeaway? How did you feel afterwards? And she said, you got a very high response. The kids were very happy that you'd given that presentation. And I felt really odd about it because I wasn't really sure when I was in high school, I really wasn't bullied, but I was one of those kids. I was just focused on doing things. I was in sports. I was in music. I played in band. I sang in the chorus. I sang solos all these different things that kept me going through high school because my town, I have to confess, my graduating class was only 23. <laughs> and so it was small. really small and everybody knew everybody else, which is good. But then everybody knew what you were doing, which is not always the best thing. I grew up on a 10 person party line and mm -hmm. it was where you had to click in to get an open line but also by not clicking in, you could listen in on people's conversations, ah. which is rather rude in my mind, but it happens. And that's, I was so happy when we actually got a 
a single line. <laughs> so I could talk freely with friends. But then even those days, you didn't talk very long on the phone because you did not you did not have call waiting at all. So you wanted to keep the conversation short. But one of the best things, and I know you said this is going to air during the holiday of Thanksgiving. Yes, it will. I have two stories that I would like to share with people, and it's about gratitude. Now, my dad, like your dad, Chris, was in World War II. They served both in the Pacific Theater. But the story really doesn't go pat or isn't about that because my dad was really, to me, very grateful for what he had during the war because he sent money back to his parents. But he kept giving all the way through. I was a kid and I believe at that point I was in high school that someone had car trouble. They broke down just, oh, maybe 500 yards from our house because we were in the country and it was on a rock road. My dad went down to help him to figure out how he could get him on his way. And he ended up having the car brought into his car dealership. That was my dad's dream was to have a car dealership. And he achieved that. But he just didn't stop there. He helped the guy get his car fixed. And when the guy asked him, how much do I owe you? He said, nothing. This is my way of advertising, which also intrigued me because that is the best way of advertising to do it word of mouth. I don't know what my dad, if he really realized that or not, but to do that and just send the man on his way, he didn't know who he was. You know, he didn't know if he had a lot of money, didn't have a lot of money. He just saw another human being that needed help, that which was... I thought was really cool. And it didn't take place during the holidays, but it's one of those things that has stuck with me through all these years. And it's something that I hope people really focus on is just giving back, experiencing that gratitude. Because to me, gratitude frees you to grow. Whatever it is, gratitude will free you to go, or excuse me, will free you to grow. Now, my holiday story. This is again, growing up in the rural area. My uncle and his family lived about two miles away from us on a farm. And we always treated homes, whether we would go to their house or they'd come over to ours for mainly for Christmas. We were at Christmas at their house and my aunt and my mom always cooked so much food. We had just an abundance of food and we had the table all set up with all my cousins. I had three cousins and I had two older brothers and then both of our parents. And so there was a house full. When this knock on the door, and my uncle's a big, or was a big man, he's a big farmer, and he goes to answer the door, and there's three hunters. Now, this is Christmas Day. The hunters asked, is there a place open that we can have a meal? My uncle laughed, and he said, no, there's no place open on Christmas. This is small town Nebraska. But I tell you what, why don't you come on in and join us for Christmas dinner? We have plenty of food. Well, now there was another tradition in our family is that we always exchanged gifts. 
And it was always a small gift, nothing large, because neither one of our families had a, a large amount of money. So we kept it small. But we thought we can't have these hunters not have a gift. Quickly, we went, we wrapped a roll of toilet paper. We wrapped a box of Kleenexes, different things like that, that they could actually use when they were out hunting. And it was so much fun. They played cards with us. We love playing 10 point pitch. We had a blast. And these guys were so grateful. They came back for two more years. Come to find out they were from New York, the state of New York, and they came out to Nebraska just to hunt which we thought was quite interesting because we just hunt in our around. We don't go anywhere to hunt, just in our backyards, basically. But these guys came back for a total of like three or four years. And the only reason they stopped, they were all teachers, is one guy was going to get married and his fiance said, no more. You're staying put. You're staying in New York. You're not going to go hunt in Nebraska. But it was one of those things that just opening up your home to total strangers. Now, I'm not sure I would do that today, but that was back in the early 70s. And it was so much fun. We had so many stories. And the really cool thing was discovering how similar we are. No matter where we come from in life, were similar to the other person. And I am so happy that my, this is another story coming up, is my brother is engaged to be married. And what I love about my brother's families, and I hope he's okay with this, is my nephew is married to a wonderful woman and she's from Japan. My One of my nieces is married to a wonderful gentleman who's originally from Mexico. And then my other niece was married to someone from Bogota, Colombia. And it's just all these different nationalities. I have a cousin that her, that she was actually married to a gentleman from India but it's so much fun because we're all so similar. We're all human beings just trying to find our way through life and being grateful for what we have. I mean, am I going to be all power hungry? I don't have any hunger for power. I have a hunger to help. And I think that's the biggest thing with my podcast, with my company. It's treating people with respect and giving value to them. It's operating with integrity and walking that talk, not changing anything, but walking the talk of integrity, which I wish our politicians would do, but we can only hope. And then with gratitude, just feeling grateful for what we have that enables us to grow because once that happens, hope sets in and that frees us to go. We can keep moving forward. And then that last point of transformation, that's a total process of understanding it's okay to fail. Just take a chance, try. And even if you fail, that's okay because you learned. And that will help you become successful because if you never try, 
My dad always said that's the biggest mistake you can ever make. And for that, that is what I'm really grateful for are all the people that became before me. They have always helped me, even though all of my, both my parents have passed away, my aunt and uncle have passed. What they taught me as a kid has stuck with me. And that's what I'm hoping through my podcast and through my message of my company, that it helps that stick with you. So when it comes to Thanksgiving today, be grateful for what you have and really relax, enjoy life. It goes by so quick. And I know, Chris, you and I both have grandkids and just being able to enjoy them in our families, to me, that's the best thing. And to enjoy friendships. I mean, I know Chris and I met through a podcast group. We have two other friends that we work together with. And it's beautiful because we're not in the same city at all. We have never met face to face. We have met online. And that seems to be the way things go today. (laughs) It sure does, doesn't it? Oh, that is so great. And those stories were so heartwarming. And, and it's, it's so important to have that gratitude and, and look at those men that stopped by and were part of your Christmas celebration. They had gratitude because they came back. They knew how important that was that you opened your house to them. And that was really good. Those stories are all really good and, and apply so much as we are in this Thanksgiving season and really focusing on the gratitude of the things in our lives. Yeah. And I'm so grateful because this Thanksgiving we'll be traveling to a town very close in Lincoln and celebrating with my brother and his fiance, my brother's widowed and he's getting remarried and his fiance just brings joy. Wherever we go, Lupe brings joy in the room. She's just so positive and so much fun. And both of us love to cook. And it's it's one of those things that I'm so grateful that he's happy because she makes him laugh. She puts a smile on his face and she's infectious. And if you find somebody like that, grab a hold of them and just give them a hug and be so grateful for them because it is just, it's perfect. It is. I I like what you said, you know, the connection between joy and gratitude, because if you're grateful, it does bring you joy. It lifts, it lifts your spirits. And, um, you know, so if if somebody's feeling kind of down this Thanksgiving, just start (laughs) saying the things you're thankful for, and it's going to raise your spirits and give you that joy. Well, and I think in, in my book, Gazillion Gifts of Gratitude, that is one thing that One of my friends read the book and she goes, oh, I just love this one story. And it was, the book is Love Works and it's by Joel Manby. And Joel Manby contributed a story to my book. And in that, he talks about how his boss interacted with him. And it was all positive, very supportive. And and Joel, as a boss was actually on Undercover Boss. And in his story, he went undercover and did the work of all these other people that were under him. And I mean, this was not fun work. It was like cleaning the entertainment facility because he got to know the people that actually did that, what we call menial work. 
And in the end, he ended up granting that gentleman at that time, like $10,000 to help him add a room onto his home. So he would have a room for him and his wife. The rationale was because Joel remembered how he grew up and how times were tough. And he gave back. And then in that same story, he was talking about how he interacted with his boss and how his boss had appreciated him, wrote his family a note saying, thank you for sharing Joel with me. And how his boss said, if you can just get up in the morning and say positive things to yourself and in the evening, think about what happened, what happened well, what went well, and maybe how you could become better and then go to sleep because that mindset changes. And to me, that was so unbelievable. And my friend that was recounting this to me said it made an impact on her. And for that, she was grateful because of those positive words of reinforcement. It's the little things that people can just be grateful for that can be so powerful because it's magnifies without your life throughout the day because you change your mindset just by being grateful and practicing the act of gratitude. It it really does. And it and I like what you said. It changes your mindset. It changes your disposition and just by being grateful. So it's a good lesson for anybody who's having a day where they're feeling low. Just start yeah. thinking about the things you're grateful for and it's going to change that mindset that you have. And that's a, that's a good thing. Well, it's like when the little kids, I babysit our, our grandkids and when our granddaughter, especially because she's a little bit older, she's three. When she does something naughty and you scold her and her mom has trained her well because she has to come up and apologize and say why she is apologizing, which to me is tremendous for a three-year-old. For a three-year-old, that is. But it's those little hands that wrap around your neck and say, oh, I'm so sorry, Oma. It just makes your heart melt. So you're like, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad. But, (laughs) you know, it's it's the little things that mean so much. It really does. And and it's important. The background of the book, Gazillion Gifts of Gratitude, goes back several years. It was actually when I gave a presentation in Toastmasters, one of those multiple speeches that you give. And I cited how my father had impacted me and how I wanted to give back and honor my dad. See, my dad had died. Now it's been 30 years that he passed away. And I just wanted to honor how much he impacted me. He was the guy that would write you letters every once in a while and just say, good job, proud of you. That was something my mom never did. My mom influenced me in different ways, and she was a very powerful and wonderful woman too. But it was those little notes from my dad that you can do it. And I know when I got my first job and he said, I am so proud of you. You can do anything you want if you're willing to work for it. And I wanted to give back to my dad and honor him. And in the speech, I thought, I want to give it on gratitude. And I titled this speech, A Gazillion Gifts of Gratitude. But when I started to write it, I was like, I don't want to hear my stories of gratitude. I want to hear the stories of others. So what I did is I contacted other Toastmasters, 
that I'd met along my journey in Toastmasters and asked them, where do you, where did you experience gratitude? And I was really surprised. I just asked them to share a thousand word story, give or take a thousand words about them experiencing gratitude. And the stories were so different, so unique. And in it, there was one girl, she's from Canada. She and I served in district leadership at the same time. And she talked about her daughter being over in Europe and had somehow missed her connection. She didn't have transportation to get back where she needed to be to catch her flight. My friend was a little bit nervous, but then thought, hey, I belong to an international organization. She emailed a friend who emailed another friend in Toastmasters. And throughout the chain, it came back to my friend and they said, we got your back. We'll make sure that she's okay. And they did. I mean, this was people that my friend had never, ever met. And then you get the stories that Joel Manby submitted, stories of his life experience. Then I have other people that gave me stories. Some were stories about them being in Toastmasters. Some were stories about them not being in Toastmasters. I didn't say what the story should be about, except for how they experienced gratitude. And it's a very fun read. It's very quick. It's just, to me, it's the gift of gratitude. And that's the background on it. I just had fun with it. My own personal story in the book was being grateful for my family. My mom was very much into making sure you had an education. My dad always had my back no matter what I was doing. My oldest brother influenced me on wanting to travel, and I love to travel. My brother, two years older than me, who's getting married, was one of these that taught me persistence. If you can imagine when you're like five years old and your brother's breaking a pony using a hackamore. And if you're not familiar with breaking horses using a hackamore, I am it's not. not <laughs> it's not with the bit. They break it by wrapping around its nose, and then you can pull tight and cut off the oxygen of the horse so it has to behave. And my brother actually broke a Shetland pony so we could ride it. So that way we could ride together because we had another pony. And, you know, he just taught me perseverance that no matter what you do, and I think that goes back to the transformation, you just keep trying it. If you make a mistake, you don't succeed at first, just try, try again. And that's the premise of my book with about my granddaughter, me try, because if you watch little kids, they will try and try and they don't give up. If you start watching a little kid learn how to walk, they are, I mean, thank God for diapers because they, they <laughs> fall so hard on their little bottoms, but they get right back up. They're just, they do. They're resilient that way. And that's the premise of the book, Me Try. And it's her when she makes her cheesy omelets at age two and a half, she started making her own breakfast, which was quite fun. And it's that challenge is going to become a series of me try in all different ways that kids do. And I hope people as adults look at it and realize it's okay to try. It's okay to fail because that's how I learn to be successful. 
It really is. And that's going to be a good series as you continue on with it. And it's nice that your granddaughter is your, you know, the the inspiration behind all of this. That and her little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Her brother too, huh? Yeah. He's 18 months old now and she's three and a half and they just, they go like crazy. But what I really like about it is with both of them, their mom and dad have taught them so well that they are not allowed to backtalk and they understand what a timeout chair is for. They know how to say sorry. And their thing is, as soon as they're able to connect all the sentences, they have to apologize saying why they're sorry and they give you hugs. And that to me is one of the best things that I can think of. And I am so grateful for my daughter and her husband for teaching them that because I don't know of a lot of parents who do. I would like to take full credit for that, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) But that that is so good. And, And, you know, you and I are similar enough age that we can look back and see you know, our parents and the things that we learned from them and, you know, look around today and see the difference. And you, just like I am, we're trying to address that difference and you're, you're doing it through your, your books and I'm doing it through my books and we're both doing it through our podcasts. So yeah, it's well, good. And, and you have the book where you, Captain Character, which is perfect because it addresses the need to, to be aware of your character and what actions you take. It is. And, and it's nice because we've connected by being friends and and our messages are are very similar. We're on the same kind of pathway of to to take the values that are needed in society and, and kind of put them forth in, in ways that are helpful to people today. Well, and I think your podcast, Timeless Truths, and your website, they really do play hand in hand because Make Your Message Right it's the respect, integrity, gratitude, hope, and transformation. Those are all timeless truths. No they matter are. if you practice any of those, you're practicing a timeless truth because you're being honest with yourself and you're being honest with others and you're exhibiting compassion. And I think that's a lot of where the world is missing right now is we're missing that compassion and that honesty those those timeless truths that keep us moving forward instead of backwards. And I know we need to learn from history so we don't repeat it. And that's two where I know you did a podcast on veterans and things. If we realize what our veterans have helped us and supported us yes. and protected us, that is something to be truly grateful for because We wouldn't be doing this in our country if we didn't have those rights protected and people died protecting those rights for us. And I think that is something to always be grateful for, no matter what. It really is. And, you know, with Veterans Day just behind us slightly, it's important to continue to be grateful for all those veterans and grateful for the people that came before us that fought for our freedom and 
both of our dads were in World War II, we've <laughs> talked through in the past. And, you know, we need, we need to really appreciate all those things that they have done for us because we wouldn't be where we are today with, without all of those people doing that. That is so true. So do you have any final message that you would like to relate to this listening audience about gratitude? I think my final word would be to give gratitude every day. And when I say that, give gratitude not only for what you have, but for the people around you. And I promise you that that will extend your life and it will also extend the lives of people around you. It's just, it's a win win, but you need to be, and I compare it to that little pebble that people throw in the pond and it ripples out. You need to be that little pebble that is so positive that you just ripple out good feelings and positive feelings and you'll just have a better day no matter what. <laughs> so just give gratitude. That That is so true. And I think if more people took that attitude of gratitude, the world would be a different place. It's, it's, it's not rewarding when you lash out at people, when you do things that are not wholesome, it's not fulfilling. But it sure is when you're grateful for the things that people do in your lives or, you know, and, and so with it being Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving time frame, I just think it's so important. Your message on gratitude is very timely and uh, important for everybody to be listening to this. So I thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. And one more time, could you tell the listeners how they can get hold of you? If you go to my website, www.makeyourmessageright.com, or you can always listen to my podcast by going to the same name of Make Your Message Right. And that's on wherever you receive your podcast. It's on all platforms. Oh, Marian, thank you so much. This is a very timely message and very important one. And it is really for every day, because like you said, with that attitude of gratitude, it makes so much difference in all of your lives. So I, I thank you very much. You bet. Anytime. Okay. Thank you so very much. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's listening and keep that attitude of gratitude throughout your lives. And Marian, I thank you so much for sharing this message. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody, for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.